my beautiful little dumplings, and welcome to another Soul Space, a podcast show with me, Nikki Allen. If you've just come here for the first time, I'm going to be in for a massive treat because I am a psychic medium, an angel communicator, best-selling author, and I talk on everything esoteric, everything that's out of this world, whether it be the angels, the afterlife, a map of heaven, spirit communication, you name it, I cover it. I will be having some wonderful guests to discuss all manner of things very soon but at the moment you're just going to have to put up with little old me so let's get on with this next show and this one is a real real booter of a one if that's the right word is it a good word booter i don't know but yeah this is a good one it's about one of my visits to heaven and this show is about the akashic records Now, the Akashic Records, if you go back to my old podcast, you will see what it's all about. Um, about the path that I had to take, go through the door and go to the Akashic Records, which are written by Archangel Metatron, the scribe of God. Okay, now I'm not a biblical person, but that's who he was. And when I Googled him, that's what it says, along with other properties that Archangel has. So read up about that or have a look at my old po- podcast that talks about me signing the Akashic Records. So I'm thinking this is Andy. I can like into the Book of Souls and do all sorts of things. So one day I actually did intend to go to the Halls of Learning. Now, again, this will be in the new book when it eventually gets written, just trying to get the time. <laughs> but what happens is, is that I walk along into the halls that are set in a huge map area of heaven or the crystal palace now lots of people are going to say well that sounds very human well it is because if they didn't provide me with a human map in my mind then i wouldn't be able to describe to you or find these different layers or frequencies do you know what i mean you've got to remember that when we're up in the spirit world and when we are in heaven we're light we're frequency we're thought we're intent we're spirit and so you know all we've got to do is think a location and we end up there right that's it really is that simple we we intend we set an intention we end up there right so for me to try and describe that to you to humans it's just going to be futile isn't it how and how am I going to describe that so what they did is is they laid out a map and incredibly I think I've mentioned this before the map of heaven so far and it just is in it is in infinite it just goes on and on and on with different chambers and different layers but weirdly enough all of the years that I've taken my students to the Crystal Palace, when they've said, oh, I went in, I turned right, and I think they're going into the Cherubin Chamber, and they walked into the Cherubin Chamber. I'm like, that's interesting. I walk um, straight ahead, open the door, come out in the garden. I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's a celestial garden. And so, weirdly enough, people were following the same mind map as me, going to different layers of heaven, which I found incredible. Anyway... This day, I thought, right, I'm going to go into the halls of learning. I want to learn more about soul incarnation. What is it all about? Why do we have such crap lives? Why do people have such horror take place? I need to know because people ask it. Oh, yeah, it's all well and good about all the angels and that. Why don't they look out for us? Why did they take my baby boy? Why have I had such a crap life? You know, why did my kid die at 11 with cancer? It's like fair play is pretty much a very valid question. So I went through the celestial gardens where the seraphim are. I'll I'll do another um, podcast on 
my visits to heaven because they are truly remarkable. And every time I come back down, I always get a feather or some sort of sign of synchronicity to back up the reality of where I've been, which is just mind blowing. So I decide to go to the halls of learning where I know Metatron is. I walk to this area, which is behind the celestial um, gardens, right next to the reality layer, or we know as heaven, where all the souls hang out and do whatever they want to do. So I walk through this beautiful archway, which is described in my other book, Earthwalkers, which um, potentially will be coming out soon, a fictional book. And it was just hung, this this archway was hung with like, um, high, no, it's not hyacinths, hibiscus, bougainvillea. It was all the most stunning, vibrant flowers and colours. You walk through this archway and then you come to this big courtyard huge massive wooden doors and that's the halls of learning i walked in and as you'll remember you know from my last podcast you go into the huge hall and there are different doors now these doors lead to different layers of energy different frequencies um and i noted that one of them was open as i was walking along to the main office which is metatron and um I could see in there and and I looked in and said, what is that area? And the voice, a discarnate voice, quite frankly, I don't know who it was. I assume it was Julianus, my main guide, said that is where the soul guides are. And I'm like, wow, okay. And it was almost like (laughs) a common room of like guides hanging out. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, wow, okay. And that's he said, that's where all of the human souls will meet to agree their next lifetime. I'm like, wow, okay. And so he said, do you want to go through there? And I said, well, yeah, absolutely. So I walk through and then Metatron is there, who's the scriber who I told you about before with the half moon glasses. Um, And again, he's creating a human image that I'm familiar with. I wouldn't know who he was. Really, he's just light and energy pulsating uh, resonance that helps people with certain things. And he also has his own duties, one of them being... um, being the scribe of god he works on the purple ray so you know if you see purple light surrounding a big vision then normally it's metatron so and they only create this so that we recognize them you know they're not really standing there with wings on they are just an energy a presence so many people say to me well how can an angel you know as i talk about archangel jeremiah welcoming um, souls up to heaven to help them trans you know do their transition from human to spirit and I say, it's not a person, love. They say, oh, well, you know, especially the, the sceptics. Well, how, you know, he's a busy bloke, isn't he? Well, no, it's not a bloke. He's not a person. He's an energy that we all blend with when we go into that frequency. It's like you walk into the sea or you walk into the desert or you walk into a snow blizzard. You're walking into a different atmosphere and that atmosphere belongs to Metatron. Um, and that's why I try and get across to people. However, because it's so difficult they create images so we can recognize it, like the image of Jesus, the image of Muhammad, the image of Jehovah, whatever. So I walk into this space and uh, Metron's standing there and um, he says, you, would you like to know about um, incarnations? I said, yes, I really need to. I want to ask questions. I'm very lucky that I have um, the benefit of interactive mediumship, which I've taught hundreds of people over the years, where you ask rather than just receive. 
so he sat there and then my main soul guide juliana sat next to him and he said right just he said i'm going to pretend pretend he said loads of posh words but we'll just go with my word in um how i write i don't know i literally am looking at my current book Earthwalkers, and the, the wording and the language in it is blow, blows my mind i must have someone helping me anyway he says this is how it works so I'm ready. I'm sitting there and thinking, give it to me, baby. So he says, pretend, pretend that you are a new, an old soul that's just come from the reality layer. You've been with your family, your soul cluster for three generations of the people that you connect with down on the earth plane. I went, oh, hold it there. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. So I said, what's a soul cluster? <laughs> right. So he says, right, a soul cluster he said, look at it like a molecular structure of energy. You have got a huge bundle of souls that connect to you in one big bundle. Those souls are all connected to you in one way, shape or form. When you incarnate down to the earth plane for an experience or any other planet, but we won't get too deep with that because there, are, there are, other, are, are other planets and dimensions. Let's just keep it real and keep it simple, right? So he says, when you come down, he said, all of your different soul cluster members will have different jobs that you've agreed to when you are up with me and your soul guides. I'm like, okay. And he said, so for instance, your mum could be your sister in the next incarnation. Your husband in your previous incarnation could be your father. He said, you all decide what roles you play to get the best experience that you want to achieve when you go back down to earth. So I'm like, okay, no worries. So I said, well, what about people that come along that completely mack our lives up and then disappear off again? And he said, there's twofold when that happens. Either your free will has gone against your life plan and you've chosen to connect with someone that you know you shouldn't be with, which will end up slowing your life plan down to where you should be and mucking around taking the scenic route with someone you shouldn't be. So this is like if you've been in the wrong relationship or abusive relationship and you've just had complete misery, sometimes it's our free will that we don't walk away from them and find the strength to do it. He said, however, just to mix it up, sometimes you would have asked another person in your soul cluster to honour a soul contract that they will affect you negatively or positively. So I said, well, how do you know the difference? He said, well, you only know that when you come up and have your life review with Jeremiah. He said, but if you listen to your intuition, like everybody should be, and he said, and alas, they don't, then you will know you're not with the right person. You know you have to move on, but your ego may create weakness, fear, self-doubt, and, and keep you with that person. And he said, potentially, you could fail your whole contract and end up having to go down and do it again. I'm like, right, okay. So I said, what about people that take themselves over? And he said, exactly the same. He said, some of them want to come home early and they're honouring their soul contract, their life plan, and they're coming back. We know they're coming back. They know they're coming back and they want to come back because they've had enough. And he said, however, some, because of ego, because of the situation they've put themselves in, possibly with material abusive, you know, things such as drugs, alcohol, whatever, he said, then they will have to get healed here and redo their life again. I said, well, what happens to the rest of the soul cluster if someone doesn't honour the contract? And he said, if they don't honour the contract, then you will all have to wait until that soul has, or you can decide to come back down again 
to help them honour that contract. I'm like, Jesus, sounds like a bit of stress to me. I didn't say that at the time, but I'm thinking, oh, my God. So I'm like, right, okay, I get it. So he said, so what happens is, is that you all walk in as a, as a conglomerate, all together as a whole soul cluster mass in front of me and Julianus. Okay. But I said, well, hang on a minute. So is Julianus a guide for all the others? He said, no. He said, but I'm just pretending it's you that's come up as the main person. He said, everybody else will have their soul guides looking after him. So I said, speaking of soul guides, he must have been on Valium, the poor bugger. I said, speaking of soul guides, I said, why is he nominated himself to be me, to be my guide? And he said, I can't answer that. He just chose to be your guidance from your incarnation when you're with him in 1452. I'm sure I've mentioned this in a previous podcast about my previous life as a nun. Oh, yeah, believe it or not, in 1452, Chester Ferry Road. And so I said, right, okay. He said he has felt a connection to you, and it's a, a, very much like a twin flame connection that he should be your sole guide and has maintained his presence up here. He used to be a human, right? No angels have ever been humans. However, guides have. And he said, and he's now risen to a, a level that he can. He now wants to be your guide rather than come down and have human experiences. So I'm like, right, okay. So he said, so you all come here and you all decide with your soul cluster who is going to experience what. Now, I've said this before. What happens is if you are an old soul cluster, you will want you absolutely want to have the most hard, um, challenging human experiences because you've been there and done it all believe it or not when you go up to the spirit world and you're in the reality layer and you're with your family it's lovely to begin with right but after 300 years but well three generations it gets a bit boring so what happens is because you're in this utopic energy, you literally can do whatever you want. You can create whatever you want with thought. You are with these people. And I'm not I'm not being funny. Do you know if you haven't seen your family for ages and you can't wait to see them? And then after a couple of days, you're like, yeah, I've been there and done that now. What should we do next? <laughs> and I'm not speaking personally, by the way, but you know what I mean? It's a bit of a, it's like a novelty. But when it's there, it's not so much a novelty. So you're in this, you know, euphoric energy and you crave a human experience. So older souls choose harder paths. Newer created soul clusters choose easier paths because they just want an easy life. So they're the people that win the lottery. They're the people that become film stars, movie stars. They're the people that just want to experience richness and, you know, they're, they're not fast. As long as they get that, they'll come back early. They don't care. Hence why I believe that all the greats, you know, Elvis, um, all of them, I'm not going to start going through them all, but all of the greats, they die very, very young, don't they? And most of them because they have got an issue with alcohol, drugs or addiction. And this is what grabs younger souls they crave material they crave life they crave everything that they can get into their soul and so they go home early and i feel that they are young souls without doubt without doubt so they have a easy lives of luxury fame and then as they get older they think actually the material stuff is just pointless it doesn't it doesn't ascend my soul it doesn't really put any notches on my soul or make me feel like i've learned anything about the whole of the universe i'm a bit bored with that i want something more so this is when you start to create more obstacles now this is where people have misconstrued me when i've said this on tiktok which isn't odd because there's so many bloody 
keyboard warriors on TikTok, but they said, oh, so you're saying that I deserve to get abused, that I deserve this, and I had this happen, and I had that happen. Absolutely not. I'm not saying that at all. But you've got to think of the bigger picture. You've got to. So, for instance, what comes to mind is I remember when I met my guard, guide Khan, sorry, and he's from Sedona, Arizona. We were both there in an incarnation. And I was his daughter, and he used to um, show me quite regularly until I got it that I was his daughter and that I was killed by the white man. I was raped and I was bound by my wrists and my ankles during that lifetime, right? And um, I was only most probably late teens. Um, and they murdered me after they'd done what they needed to do. Um, and then he would show me how they created my pyre and how they called the great buffalo in the sky. And when I Googled it, the exact Navajo way of sending a body and spirit back to the afterlife, the afterworld, is exactly what he showed me. Um, and so I'm like, well, why did that have to happen to me? And so then he said to me, and it made me tingle all over, why do you think this lifetime you became a police officer who looked after rape and murder victims? Oh, my God. It was drowned shatteringly. Holy pants. So I'd chosen that experience to then karmically help others that were going through that sufferance in this lifetime. How incredible is that? I'm like, wow. Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know that I have now got a new pop-up that comes up when you go to my website. What is that pop-up? That pop-up is for you to subscribe to my email newsletters that go out weekly. They are your pass to everything that I have to offer. I give you loads of offers. Now and then I'm going to be giving away lots of little treats for you. It also gives you a chance to understand anything new that I'm bringing in, whether it's my new book, a new course. Currently, I obviously have my 10-hour tarot course and my prism living course, but I will be adding to these and you'll be the first to know. It's the same with things like my products, with the QR tarot cards, with my guided meditations, my books, the audio books. It's all there in the shop, which you've got exclusive access to and you will be getting discounts as well. So what is there not to like? Pop up on that pop up, <laughs> fill your details in and you can be a subscriber. So I've already, I think I've told you about the cherubim chamber. Correct, correct me if I haven't. I can do that in another thing. But, you know, if you go against your soul contract and you create massive harm, massive hurt, which isn't along any life plan, which is mostly what happens to abuse victims and things like that, um, then then that soul is, ju judges itself in, in the pool of divine truth in the cherubim chamber and dissipates. Um, and the, uh, the person that was abused or was subject to that, who it wasn't part of their contract, will come up and receive the most sublime healing from the seraphim that I've ever seen. I've witnessed that as well, and I'll tell you about that in another podcast. So that answers that question. You know, sometimes we do not ask for what happened to us. It is just the free will or the malevolence of the energy that attacks us. Okay, so no, we have not asked for certain things to happen in our life. However, this is how I see an old soul. Just say you're watching the television and there's a lady there. She's got no makeup on. She's got craggy old clothes on. She doesn't care what she looks like. Her hair hasn't been cut in three years. And she's given her life up to rescue, say, dogs and animals, right? She's got no money for herself. She lives in a shit pit. But all she cares about is the fact that she can home 
and love and bring in animals that desperately need to be rescued and she spends her whole life doing that she all she cares about is love humility and protecting the animal species right that's an old soul she doesn't want money she doesn't want jewels she doesn't need to be all facey on facebook she doesn't need to do any of that she just wants to do her bidding and and have a life of her saving souls right so the same thing goes that you perhaps when you're up there we've got a sick sense of humor up there i'm not gonna lie i bloody have because i never asked i did i know i did i asked for this condition christ knows why but anyway so if you don't know what i'm talking about i have me and fibromyalgia and it's just a complete nightmare because otherwise i'd be doing this live on a stage somewhere but unfortunately i have to do it this way because my body is a mutiny against me so what happens is is that you start thinking "Mm, well do you know what I'm going to learn what it's like to lose a child and then the child or the the one of the soul class went oh my god I'm going to volunteer that I really don't want to do a lifetime I don't want to do a lifetime down there again I hate it I want to stay here I volunteer that I will be the child you lose or the baby you lose in pregnancy I really don't mind doing that I want to come back here and I want to look over you Um, I don't want to come down. Perfect. So there's your sole contract. Um, I also want to know what it's like to care for someone when I'm suffering. Oh, yeah, I'll have that because I I was a carer last time round. You care for me this time round. I'll be your nan. Okay, can you see where I'm coming from with this? I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. So everybody in turn agrees what contracts they're going to have and what role they're going to play in the next incarnation. Remember I said that there are at least three generations, so nobody's going to recognise their great-great-great-granddad or nan. So you've got no human contact on that soul cluster that you're on with any human person down here, okay? There are blips there are twofold blips. One is, <laughs> Julianus has called it what you call admin blip, right? And this is, um, that's the best way I can try and make his, what his voice sounds like. Um, so there's an admin blip where sometimes people slip through the soul cluster system and reincarnate too early. There are two reasons for this. One is, oh, that went against the laws of nature, but we'll have to clear it up. But two, it's to educate the reality to humankind that we are eternal. So, you know, if you've ever seen the show, one of my favourite shows in the whole wide world ever, Ghost in My Child. I don't know if it's still available. It possibly would be on YouTube. But it's about children that remember their previous lives. Some of them are subject to an admin blip where they shouldn't have come down and remember their family because their family's still alive on the earth plane. Others, it's to prove to the rest of us that we need to get a grip and start believing more in our eternal souls, which will create humility, love, compassion, thoughts of behaviour and acts, because we know that we're going to have to pay for it and come back again. Make sense? So look at that. And all these children that are being bought, the millennia children, they're more aware of the spirit world. They're, they're titled indigo children, crystal children, okay? And a lot of them are, have traits of being autistic, ADHD. These are human titles they give to these children. And they're more aware, and they're aware of their previous lives. And some of them 
will say, my mum isn't your mum, I'm sorry, mummy. And they will want to find their family. And lots of the the parents, despite it being very, very difficult, having thought, I'm going to take him to psychiatrist, think I need to honour this. And they do take him and reunite him with their family or where they need to go. You know, one was a World War Two pilot. And so that to take him to the grave so he could get closure. It's just mind blowing. You know, the children of this time now are the ones we need to listen to because they are leading the light. They are leading the way forward for humankind to better themselves. And these people will become leaders, scientists, doctors, but will also have that spiritual imprint to start saving this planet. This is what my new book's about. Well, it's not a new book. I wrote it nine years ago, Earthwalkers. It's all about that. And so this is what's happening. This is what's transpiring. So he said, however... We create on purpose, some that remember their previous lives, others we don't. For someone like me, who's a spiritual ambassador, I obviously have to remember because otherwise I can't teach you anything out there, can I? And so I do I do have these, well, it's not like I remember, it's brought to me and said, this is what happened. And I think, really? And then I Google it and I think, oh my God, yes, it did. Um, and so all of them have proven their presence to me, even down to Catherine, you know, I I, I knew that she had come from wherever she'd come from, blah, blah, blah. And then the first time that I'd met her, I did my first circle at home that I used to run. And then everybody said, oh, we can hear the word Catherine. I'm like, oh, my God, she's so clever. So they they find ways to prove themselves to you. And I kid you not, when you uh, – I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute, actually, with the guides. But So you decide what you're going to do, right? You all decide your roles and what experience you're going to get. Now, the harder the experience – the older your soul is because every time someone said to me, there's someone that emailed me today, my God, the stuff that she's endured is beyond belief. However, I said to her, do you think you're an old soul? What do you mean? I said, do you think you're an old soul? Do you think you've been here before? She goes, many times. I said, that's why your life is as it is because you have chosen very hard challenges because your soul is so evolved, it needs stimulating. It needs a brush up. So it comes down and has its incarnation, plays in the pools of the earth plane and then goes back up again and says, wow, that was a good day. Now, what we forget is, is that we think this lifetime is the only one. You know, when people say, well, life is too short and I laugh. Yeah, this lifetime is too short, but we've got hundreds more if you want them, right? And so when you go back up to the spirit world, you forget very, very quickly. And one of one spirit lady said to me, it's like childbirth at the time. It's hell. But you kind of forget it because you've got a love of a child and, you know, you end up having another one. Right. It's exactly the same as incarnation, reincarnation. You, you've got a vague memory of how you passed last time. You know, it weren't great. And you remember the people that um, were there, but most of them are up with you or you just wait for them. But you can visit them whenever you want while they're still alive on the earth plane. Right. And it's like it is like a matrix. It's like a fishbowl of events that take place. And when you're a eternal being, you know, it, you realize that earth lives are nothing. They're a tiny speck in the existence of your eternal soul. So, you know, when you're down it, it is magnified with human emotion and ego. Don't get me wrong. I'm like it. My God, I've had the nightmare this last week with trivial things that have really, really frustrated me. And you just and now and then I have to stop myself and think, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. Get on your session on prison living goals. Get yourself meditating because you're forgetting that you're an eternal soul and you're worrying about this stupid load of crap that's going to go away like yesterday's newspaper. Get a grip of yourself. It's a base chakra issue. Call on your angels. 
come out of the situation and see that this does not matter in the grand scheme of things. However, yes, you will get colossal trauma. You will get loss. But most of you have chosen this before you go up. Don't get angry with me because when you get back up there, you'll realise that, that, that your eternal soul will see this as, you know, incarnation number 50. What happened? Oh, yeah, he had that. He had that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, nice. Anyway, do you want to go for a cuppa? Right? It's that inconsequential, but it just creates a heightened growth in your soul cluster. Don't ask me why we all want soul ascension. I've got no clue. You know, I've sat in front of the omnipresence, which people will call God, which is, an, a, a, you know, another story for another day. And I've asked, what is the point of life? What is the point of any of it? And they just smile at me. There is no point. The point is, it just is. We crave soul ascension. And just to try and keep it simple, the reason we do is when we get to a certain level, it's like getting brownie badges, do you know? <laughs> do you remember when you're a girl guide or a brownie or a scout and you want to get a badge on your arm for what you've achieved? That's exactly what your eternal soul's doing. It's getting badges of experience and education down on the earth plane, right? And then when it gets to certain badges, it can become, I don't know, a, a, a guide, well, yeah, a guide leader, a brownie leader, a, you know, a scout leader, mostly what Julianus is now, Right? And then you can then aspire to be an interdimensional being where you can visit other parallel universes and other dimensions. As I say, I'm not going to get too deep on this because I'm going to lose you. But what I'm saying is, is that the higher you raise the vibration of your soul cluster, the more availability you've got to become part of the universe, the cosmos. Okay, that's apparently what we're all striving for. But down here, we're just striving to get through the day. Do you know what I mean? Down here, we've got to deal with the heavy vibrations of the of, of, of the planet, of heavy, the, the, the other heavy souls that are clumping around. It's a nightmare. And so that is why we have soul guides, right? Because once we've agreed our plan, we come down. We forget that plan because what is the point? And this is what people say to me. Again, the keyboard warriors, oh, you should have known that was coming. Yeah, I did, but I didn't know when. Oh, you're not any good, are you? What is the point of me coming down if I know absolutely everything that's going to happen to me? What is the point? There is no point, right? So I come down here not knowing my life plan, but I do recognise tower moments, and I, do, I call them tower moments. It's like the tower card in tarot, where everything goes to absolute ratchet, and you've got to like pick everything up again. Like, I've had two major ones, as you most probably know if you know me. So I think, yeah, that's that's obviously part of my life plan. I get that. Or I say, whoa, what happened there? What I've chosen to do is rather than sit and allow my ego to swell into a mass of crap, like I did in the first five years of my illness, I'd go straight up now and go, what's all this about? Or I'd do a card reading for myself, right? We can all do it. Or I'd go into meditation and say, what's all this about? And then they'll let me know if it's part of the life plan and that I need to mind my own business. Or they'll say, do you know what? It's because you did this and your free will and your ego mucked that bit up. I'm up, right, okay, fair play, all right? So I've got that connection. The problem is with humankind and with humans, they forget about that. They're too, they're too busy with their lives to worry about reconnecting to the source. So when they're sitting there in their, I need a reading, I need a reading, I desperately, I used to give them those readings. 30 years I gave them those readings. But I've now got to a point where I've grown to the, to, to the situation where I say to them, 
you don't need a reading. That is a plaster covering a huge wound. What you need is, is to find out for yourself. Start meditating. Start living a spiritual life. So I'm trying to educate people to reconnect to the source to make it easier. Because once you're there, the magic of what they can do is incredible. The magic of you meeting your guide for the first time is mind-blowing. Because when you start doing these meditations and you start doing the spirit guide connections and I've actually got one coming out soon um, meeting your guardian angel to help assist you with this right it'll be available on my website when you start connecting with them the deepest part of your human ego says you're making this up love you're just making some little fairy godmother that's there don't worry I'll look after you from heaven do you know what I mean and you do even I did not gonna lie even though i saw my, my dead dad three days after he died and my nan and my granddad and my mum right doesn't matter i still had an integral part of me saying you're making it up love right so it wasn't until as you know i drove to rome and i found my my soul guides was real it blew my mind right and then all the other spirit guides they prove their existence they will say things to you in different languages they will give you a word or a name you google it and it's like oh my god that's what it belongs to it is absolutely incredible as you'll know from my book the rise and fall if you've read that it basically has me being introduced to my guide by my my guide leader by my circle leader and then a week later I'm at the Arthur Finley College which I call Hogwarts which is the Centre for Psychic Studies in um, Stansted right and then this like woman I was sharing the room with oh god you've got to read that chapter it's hilarious gives me this picture and goes oh this is your guide he came to me and it's a picture of him and his name exactly the same as what the the, the guide leader said and who I've seen you're like, Jesus, it's just literally, they will show you synchronous. It will blow your mind and show you that spirit guides are real. What are they for? They come down here, as I've told you already in the previous podcast, they come down to make sure that you are adhering to your life plan. If you are going right off your path, said this before in the other podcast, then they will push you back. And unfortunately, mine had to involve a road accident, right, to push you back sometimes if you go so deep and so far off your path and they can't reach you and you don't want to reach them that's when you'll have to go back up come and do it again because you have totally blown it okay and you've blown your contract so th this is where we come in with the uh, rapists the murderers you know that go against a contract decide to go and kill 20 women and it's like whoa what's happening there nobody can intervene with free will you know they can our guides can guide us our angels can warn us and caution us but if we choose to do something there is absolutely nothing they can do so the only thing is to rectify it once when we go up that's the way it's rectified okay so they do our lifetime plan. Just very quickly, I want to say that when I spoke to my dad about this, I went, oh, my God, I can do the Acacia Records. He goes, I know, you're a lucky cow, aren't you? I go, yeah, I am. So it's, it's, it's not very like, Law! I just talk to my dad normally like I would if he was still here. And I said, what happens, though, Dad? I said, if, like, you know, I do something wrong, but I'm supposed to arrive at a landmark. And he goes, let me tell you about landmarks. He goes, that's why you can tell the future with people he said the reason you can say you're going to have a baby next year or you're going to move next year is because you've got access to the case records or you've got access to the sole information on that person and their guide and you know bits about their landmarks and what's happening in their lives so for instance if someone's trying for a baby right and it's absolutely killing them it's absolutely ruining their life and the soul guide's like oh for god's sake if she just linked up or you know connected with me i could tell her that she's going to have the baby next year right 
right so what they do is is if they if that person comes for a reading he's the guide will, will give me an a little tiny expose of part of the life plan of that person not all of it obviously so that it can help her and give her courage to know hang on in there right so they'll say oh my god you're having a baby next year no i'm not i've been told i can't whatever and this i think this is written in one of my books i think yeah i think it's in rise and fall right and so i go yes you are darling i know you are because i've had access to part of her life plan to help her because she's not connecting with a guide the guide's saying for god's sake can you tell her because she's not coming to me do you understand so that's how that works the other part is is that if you are doing what happens is there's landmarks that my dad talks about so it goes so just imagine um for people abroad over the pond this is going to be like your under underground train systems right the metro and all the rest of it so for our underground london underground he says just say you're starting off in um you know a provincial county so you're starting off in essex and you need to go to paddington station in london he says you need to take the train um to a certain point then you have to change change stations to get to that point he said all of those destination points where you need to change to get to your destiny are called landmarks and he said your beginning of your life and your end destiny point is set in stone so no matter what happens in your life you will go back to the spirit world at this point doesn't matter what you do in your life you will go back to that the spirit world at your point which begs to you know when you think about heroin addicts and people that over, overeat you know morbidly overeat and people that smoke and people that are alcoholics but they live to their hundred you think what's that about right it's because <laughs> because the life plan is they're going to go home late so you will. So he said. So they are definite. He said. However, the landmarks can change due to free will. So he said, what do you mean? He goes. Just say if someone's in their twenties and they're due to have a baby at twenty-three, but they meet someone who's really, really difficult, is controlling, and they miss their landmark time, then um, that's when a tower moment will happen because they were supposed to have that baby at that time because it's obviously going against the soul contract of the baby coming here. I'm like, oh, this is getting confusing. He said, just hear me out. And he said, so what we have to do is we have to literally get rid of whoever was in her life that is not part of a soul contract. So she'll either get strength or, you know, a tower might happen, he'll leave her or have an affair or they could even pass themselves so that she can quickly get back to a point and honour the soul contract as soon as possible. So I said, well, hang on a minute, but you just said that births are supposed to take place at a definitive time. And he said to me, Nikki, the more you ask, the worse it's going to get. He said, it's like Juliana said, when you watch the television, he said, do you refuse to accept it because you don't know where the, you know, the pictures come from, where the sound comes from? You know, when you Google something, how do you get that? When you speak to a machine, you know, the A word, and she gives you details of what the weather's like. He goes, do you try and look into how it works? Right now, he goes, right, best just to tell you to keep it simple so people understand. He said, all I can say is, is that we would most probably bring her back to have that child as soon as possible, or it would happen that she's dragged back to 23. If not, and she misses the contract with the birth of that baby, she'd have to do it again. Went right, okay, that makes sense. So there are ifs and buts. So, you know, it's very generic. So lots of people say to me, Well, what if this? I, say, I don't know. I don't know your life contract. I don't know your life path. All I know is this what I'm being told about mine and sharing to you that we are eternal. And I go, right, okay, then. 
And then literally we go up one by one and we all look over our loved ones. We can all come down and be with them wherever we want. We can blend with their thought processes. We can try and guide them ourselves, whisper in their ears to take a certain road that will lead them to someone they're supposed to meet. But normally it's our guides that will get us where we need to go. They will give us an inspiration and angels to perhaps take a new job or walk left instead of right. Very much like the film Sliding Doors. You know, they will give you little whispers that you think are your own thought process but really it's them pinging into your intuition saying for god's sake do this because that's how you're going to meet him that's how you're going to have your baby and that's how you're going to have your home and that's how you're going to become a massive successful person and then blah 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 blah. do you see what i mean so the moral of this story is the more connected you are to source the more that you connect with your guides the more that you try and um live a more spiritual life the easier it will be because you'll get clues of the crossword as you go along without that you're going to blindly do that crossword without any numbers or any clues so it's your choice what you want to do and that's what i'm actively trying to do now is bring people back to source try and educate them in bringing themselves into a reality that they are an eternal soul and then once the soul clusters up, we all sit in euphoria, create our own realities, and then we decide what we're going to do when the time comes for us to reincarnate again. It's a beautiful process, and it gives me so much comfort when I lose somebody. It, you know, my human side of me with my dog Mia, you know, three months she's gone now. The human side of me desperately wants her here. But all I have to do is plug into the spiritual side of me, and I see her, I play with her, I cuddle her, I kiss her, and I know that she's really well. Which do you choose? That's your question of the day. So I really hope you've enjoyed that um, visit to heaven. I'm just going to put a little request in, which is a bit cheeky. Um, I have just been approached and asked if I want to be um, nominated for um, Best Book of the Year 2023 for the rise and fall of Britain's best psychic medium. I would really appreciate if you went to my website, there'll be a link there or on my YouTube channel or any of my um, social media sites um, and hit that link to vote if you loved my book, The Rise and Fall of, of Britain's Best Psychic Medium. If you haven't read it, it is the most amazing proof of afterlife you're going to get because it literally talks about my transition from a detective and how I was haunted and then trained by the spirit world, guides and angels to become the psychic medium I am today. So just a little favour I'd love to ask you. And uh, from then on, I'm going to say goodbye to you. I'm going to be keeping it real and loving you all. Thank you for your support. Please rate this show and I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Bye now. Bye now.